Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. We welcome you to the Steam Room and we welcome a brand new sponsor to the podcast. Who is it, Ernie? Presented by TSO, the official watch of the NBA. Oh, TSO. How about that, Chuck? Yes, indeed. I like it, man. Hey, thank you, TSO. Let me see what to oh, I don't have a watch. Okay, but that's just neither here nor there. Hey, I see you're sporting the uh, uh the jersey of the legendary Pat Sullivan, the Auburn. The late Auburn legend. You know, it sucks, Ernie. I did not get to wear it this year. I wear it when the weather's nice. I wear it to all the Auburn home games. And I didn't get to go to any Auburn games this year. So I thought I, I saw it. Uh, I had it out. And I said, hey, let me give a shout out to the late, great Pat Sullivan, a wonderful man, a great Auburn man. And uh, he reminds me of you, Ernie. Like nobody has anything bad to say about Pat Sullivan. That's like you. Nobody can say anything bad about Ernie Johnson. Oh, they can say plenty. They're just uh, holding their fire. Hey, uh, I saw Pat Sullivan play when I was a kid. I went up to Athens when, uh, you know, my dad would take me up there when Georgia would play and uh, watch Georgia and Auburn. And it was uh, and it was Pat Sullivan to Terry Beasley. That was the combination, man. That was those. He could sling it and Beasley could catch it, man. That was the first my first recollection of Auburn sports, to be honest with you. I have to tell people Pat Sullivan is the first great Auburn jock. I mean, he won the Heisman Trophy. I mean, before Bo Jackson, Cam Newton, Pat Sullivan won the Heisman Trophy. That's how great he was. But he was even a better person. And uh, it was an honor and a privilege to be around him every time I saw him. Shout out to his wife, Jean. If by chance this is your uh, first experience with the steam room. Well, you're missing something. Yeah, I was going to go, what's your excuse? Come in, what, where have you been? But we begin every episode with uh, Charles' favorite phrase, which is, First of all, first of all, you know you have a lot of money when you get hunting nut Cheerios. I've had the regular Cheerio. First of all, you know anybody ride a motorcycle who makes millions of dollars is an idiot. First of all, zero plus zero is zero. Man, I just want to give the best to Tiger Woods. Uh, obviously, people know about our relationship over the years. He was like a little brother to me, and I just want to wish him the best. You know that, man, first of all, he's so lucky to be alive. No doubt, man. And, man, when I saw that, my heart was aching and breaking. And then it uh, looks like he has uh, obviously got a long road ahead. Uh, but I'm just glad that he's alive. I'm not worried about golf. I'm worried about him being a father to his kids and being able to just be a normal person. I got great faith in his work ethic. 
and his resolve. So I know that he's going to do all the rehab stuff. But the most important thing, man, I just want to wish him the best. Tiger means a lot to a lot of people. I think you saw when, uh, like, every jock in the world was sending their best. Uh, and they didn't have to do that. But he means a lot. As much as I love golf, there's nothing better than when Tiger's in the lead or uh, in the mix on a Sunday. For the last 25 years or more, every time he was on the leaderboard or just, just going to play, it was must-see television. And every player who plays on the PGA Tour today owes him a debt of gratitude because he, he moved the needle. He moved the money. He moved the needle. So whether, whether, whether you're old or young, everybody who played on the PGA Tour owes a great deal of gratitude to Tiger. So, man, I just want to wish him the best. Tell him he know I'll always love him. I talked to his agent, Mark Steinberg, just to let him know I was thinking about him. I got a text from Mark Cuban wishing Tiger the best. Um, so shout out to my boy Cuban who took the time. Like, hey, I know how you and Tiger are. Please give him my, my best. So uh, just shout out to Tiger Woods. Get well soon, brother. Perfectly said, Chuckster. And I think that you, you voiced what a lot of us, uh, when uh, the majority of us are feeling, is that when you look at what happened. Man. And you hear the description of what happened to that vehicle and like narrowly missing trees and that kind of thing. And no, it's, it's absolutely amazing that we are talking about recovery and, and sending our best for, for his, uh, you know, as, as he makes his way back from, uh, these injuries to his legs and and who knows what else. And if there's anybody out there who has the grit and the determination to do what it takes to recover from this, you know it's it's that man. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, again, we send we send our best. My second of all is I want to give a shout out to Cam Newton. I think everybody's seen a video where the ki little kid is harass harassing him. What type of world are we in when little kids can try to insult Cam Newton? Cam Newton has given his money and his time at a charity football camp. He's done it for 100 years. Number one, I, Cam, you're a better man than me. I don't know if I would have handled the situation the way you did. You teach your kids better than that. And for this kid to think that was okay, to come at Cam Newton like that after all Cam Newton has accomplished. Come on, man. We got to do better by our kids. He apologized. But to me, how do you put yourself in that situation where you thought that that was all right to come at Cam Newton like that? Yeah, I know you answered the apology, but what in your heart puts you in a position where you think that it's all right for you to come at any adult, not just Cam Newton? I don't know where that comes from, Chuck. I don't know where... Kids feel like they have a license to insult people for disrespect. Yeah. To, to be insulting to, you know, it's just what happened. What has happened to common courtesy? Yeah. It's a head shaker. I don't, I don't get it. Cam's been doing this as long as I've known him, having camps for kids, using his own money, inviting hundreds of kids to come just play football for a few days. And for him to be given his time and money. And for you just to be like, I'm just going to insult Cam Newton. We got to do better, plain and simple. What else is on your mind? Anything? That's it, my brother. Two good ones to get us started today on the steam room. And look, I'll let you all in on, on something. We have a secret guest segment coming up 
here on the steamer. The Chuckster has no idea who our guests are. Anything can happen. I'm not feeling good about <laughs> it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I told they're like, we got a, we got a surprise guest. I'm like, oh, this can't be good for me. You know, we always have your best interest at heart, Chuckster. So stick around. That's why my heart is always hurting. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling you're going to like this one. And uh, we'll be back with our special guests on the steam room right after this. Yes. Uh-oh. Welcome back to the Steam Room, proudly presented by Tissot, the official watch of the NBA. Boy, it feels good to say that again. You're going to hear it a lot, Chuckster, because uh, really happy to have them aboard as the sponsor of the Steam Room. Hey, they've been a proud sponsor of the NBA for many years. Shout out to Tissot. 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 The T is silent. No, it's not, really. Wait, it, well, no. Well, if, it would if be the T, T were silent, you'd say ESO. No, there's a T on the end. Oh, yeah, that one is silent. That's why I said because <laughs> it would be T-Sot. It would be T-Sot if it was, you know, but we're in America, so yeah. uh, we have to say T-Soul. Okay. Now, that was perfect right there. Thank you. Before we go any further, I just had a question for before we before we get to our guests. Well, which is, which is scared the hell out of me because yeah. it's a surprise to me. It is. But I'm wondering... I'm look, I'm wondering because we've had a couple of weeks of talking about this now. If you've settled on a song you're gonna dance to with Christiana at her wedding. The leader in the clubhouse is Zach Brown. I love you the most. The man who loved you the most. The, the, the man who loves you the most. The man who loves you the most. Which okay. and you know, and Ernie, you know, and it says uh, about I want you to see the seven wonders of the world and sail the seven seas. I want you to let everybody into your heart. But please save space for me. Ooh. I want to toast you on your wedding day to the man you found, but I want you to know I'm the man who always loved you the most. So the callers were amazing with Stevie Wonder, Luther Vandross, and the dance with my father. But when I listened to that song about, I want my daughter, I want to turn her loose in the world. I want her to find a man. Those words just resonate with me because I know, you know, I know how much you love Eric. Yeah. But when you talk about Maggie, there's a little light in your eyes. And when she's around and bring the kids, the joy she brings you. And that's the way I feel about my daughter. You know, she hasn't lived at home in a long time. But every, she, every time she comes to visit, I feel like it's Christmas. <laughs> you know, she doesn't come that often, obviously. But when she comes, I feel like it's Christmas. And I used to be, before she moved to Vermont, every time I had something special to do in New York, I was so excited. We, it was just going to be me and her going to dinner. And uh, just, uh, you know, like I say, she's my only kid. I know you got a few kids. and Chad got <laughs> 77. Um, <laughs> but, man, it's just something about a daughter, and I just love it. I'm the man who's going to love you the most. And I just right. – so Zach Brown's the leader in the clubhouse. But I told her I'm going to let her listen to all the songs, and then I'm going to let her make the final decision. Yeah, so seeing her is like Christmas for you. Oh, it is. Well, Merry Christmas, Chuck. Hi, Dad. Oh my goodness. Hey baby girl. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. The gang is here. Oh my goodness. You talk about special, special, special guest here, Chuckster. This is good as it can get for Chuck right now. I'm not gonna lie. I, <laughs> this is awesome. Hey, hey, Ilya, how'd you how did you guys meet? Yeah, we met through friends that went to Villanova at a Villanova basketball watch party where we were re-watching last year's NCAA win. Well, you know, uh, I got to tell you this, Ilya. 
Christiana is really smart and she's a nice person, but I was worried about her Villanova and Columbia education because about four years ago, she calls me at the last minute and said, Dad, I would love to come to the Final Four. I said, of course, I'll get you tickets and I'll get you a room. And then she calls me back like two a day later and says, Dad, I'm not going to come to the Final Four. I don't want to jinx Villanova. And I'm like, Christiana, you think whether you're at the game or not is going to dictate whether they win? Yes. I says, I paid all that money for you to go to those schools. If you think whether you're at the game or not, she said, no, Dad, I don't want to jinx your team. But they won a national championship. And then the next time they won a national championship, she was at the game, and she said, Dad, I'm glad I came this time. But I was really worried about her Villanova and Columbia education. She's like, Dad, I don't want to jinx the team. I'm like, Christiana, whether you're at the game or not, it's not going to dictate whether they win or lose. We have very specific things that we do before the games with my friends. And I thought, I don't want to be a factor in their loss. And when I do these certain things, they win. So far be it for me to stand in their way. You mean like when Jay recruit good players, that's, stand, that's not standing in their way. It's probably good for Jay to recruit really good players for them to win. Uh, so that has a lot more to do whether you're in person at the game. I just want you to know that in the future. Well, now I've changed my stance. Go ahead. Okay. So I told you the other day, number one, I want to thank you guys. I'm so excited. You know, Ernie, for me, you've been famous for a long time. So everything in our life is always about us. And so I'm just so excited. This is all about you, your special day. I'm really, really excited for you and Ilya and his family. And like I say, anytime you're in the limelight, it's always about the person who's in the limelight. So I'm just glad you get to spend this. This uh, Next week is going to be all about you. And I told you last week, I said, we talking on the phone. I said, man, you know, in like two weeks, you're going to be Christiana Hoffman. So I'm really excited. Uh, Ilya's got a great family. And, uh, you know, your mom has did an amazing job with you as a as a, a woman, and uh, I'm so proud to turn you over to Ilya and his family, and uh, I'm just excited to to, to I, I can't wait. Uh, and I told you that when I get home this weekend, I hope you like that Zach Brown song I sent to you the other day. You said you loved it, but I'm gonna let you listen to a couple more songs okay. also. But I'm just excited for you because uh, this all next weekend is all gonna be all about you. Uh, but, man, I'm excited about next week. Uh, Me too. So uh, how are the wedding plans going? You're down to the last 10 days, well, even less than that, like eight days now. Yeah. Uh, so how's it coming? It's pretty good. That's it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot to do. Yes. We have an amazing wedding planner who is just the best. But there's still a lot of stuff that Ilya and I have to do, and he's helped me with everything. But there's a, a lot of last minute details that we're working through and making sure we have, you know, all of the counts down and the, the seating arrangements and everybody's food that they're eating. And then of course you're inviting people and not telling me. So that's a fun surprise. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, well, hey, why don't, you, why don't you tell Ernie when I yelled at you, when you were picking out the, the menu. So Ernie, uh, I have to go to TNT one week and her and Ilya are going to pick out the food. So she says, Dad, we're going to pick out the food today. I'll give you a rundown when we get back to the city, when you get back home. And I said, okay. So she said, so I get back home 
And she said, yeah, dad, they had like 10 appetizers. We tried six. I picked out six. And then for the entrees, we picked out sea bass, steak, and elk. I'm like, what? I said, what? Who the hell eats elk? Okay, hold on. Ilya, will you please help me defend the elk numbers? Charles, a considerable amount of people chose the elk. Um, All of our friends did just to get the numbers up, but a lot of people chose it on their own, too. Yes. Whose idea was elk? You know, Ernie, they had it, um, and we (laughs) thought it would be something interesting. We did have a couple of drinks during the tasting, and at the end of which, elk seemed like a fine choice, but... Charles yeah. What does it taste like? Um, steak. So you have steak and elk. Yeah, steak and steak sounds like <laughs> to me. Yeah, it's not like the most balanced <laughs> menu if you really look at it in that sense. But I ordered the elk. Ilya ordered the elk. Well, y'all um, had to. So we so that y'all had to order elk. N- no, if people who ordered steak, they should have gotten elk. <laughs> I'll say that. You know what you need to do on the wedding day is just you know, blind taste test your old man. Give him, a, give him a chunk of elk, give him a chunk of steak, see if you can tell the difference. I think that's actually something we could arrange, don't you think? Well, no, well, listen, uh, it's so funny. Uh, I was with my financial guy, and I think we're going to order the elk just because we didn't want y'all to only be the only <laughs> yeah. two people eating elk. So you're changing your meal choice right now. Is what I'm getting from this. You got, combo. you got, you, first of all, you should have extra. You should have extra, extra of everything. That sounds like a man with deep pockets right there. <laughs> oh, Ernie, I will tell you this. She did not kill me on the wedding. Uh, she stayed pretty much within her budget. I, I was really proud of her. I did tell her in the beginning, though, that if she went overboard, I was going to take away from her wedding gift. So, But she stayed within budget. And I was really proud of her. But I told her, she didn't. She said, Dad, what's my budget? I said, you don't have a budget. but the more money you spend, the less money I'm going to give you uh, down the line. And Ernie, you being the person you are, you said, oh, she's going to get both. <laughs> uh, you did. I remember you said that. You said, Chuck, you're not going to not give her a great uh, gift. I said, no, I'm gonna, if she spends too much money, you're like, no, Chuck, she's going to get get it. Now, you know what, Ernie? I'll stick by that. And you are correct. Yeah, uh, no. you are. You are definitely correct. Uh, because she is, uh, she's been great with the budget. I cannot wait till I get home this weekend. So Ernie, I told her a few weeks ago, she said, well, I'm coming home the week of the wedding. I said, well, that's stupid. I said, because as you, she just said, I said, there's going to be a lot of things, a lot of things that you're going to have to work on up until the wedding. Do not come to Arizona like three days before the wedding. I said, come to Arizona a week or so before the wedding. So if you have to go to the venue or talk to the wedding planner, you can just drive over for 10 minutes and meet them in person instead of trying to do it across the country. And she says, Ernie, she says, Dad, that's a good idea. And I said, hey, clearly you don't know your dad's full of good ideas. Clearly that was, that was something she had to practice saying. <laughs> it was the first time I said it. <laughs> Ilya, have you, have you been a basketball fan for a long time? You know, I have not. Um... <laughs> well, and, and here's here's the reason I asked that. I mean, wh- then, so how long did it take for you to learn that Christiana's father was was Charles? And did that mean anything to you? <laughs> so a uh, friend pointed out that that Charles was Christiana's dad, and he was probably one of the 
five basketball players that I have ever knew about that I could name. (laughs) (laughs) I remember Charles as a kid from the Space Jam movie. That I really enjoyed, whereas I wasn't really a big basketball fan. Yeah, I don't think he cared very much. (laughs) Neither did you, Christiana, because I want you to know, you know, number one, I'm so proud of your brain and you being a nice person, but when I made you play basketball and soccer and lacrosse, volleyball, and I was like, my daughter hates sports. <laughs> my daughter okay. hates sports. And Ernie, the thing about Chris Allen, she's always been like six feet tall. And I was like, she's going to be the best player in college. She's going to be the best player in the WNBA. So when she was uh, in her early teens, I was like, Chris Allen, we gonna play, you're going to play basketball. You're going to play volleyball. You're going to play soccer. You're going to be great. And Ernie, I realized probably two years in, I don't think my daughter likes sports. <laughs> Go ahead. What's your side of this, Christiana? I would love to tell my side of the story. So when I played basketball, I was forced to do so. And I was really not gifted. And it was it was really bad. I really have no hand-eye coordination. Um, I was always <laughs> fast at running. But in terms of actually playing the sports, it was really bad. And my dad was standing on the sidelines and all of the parents were like, you know, cheering on their kids, just being really relaxed, very supportive. And my dad was screaming, you have designer jeans. You're better than that. (laughs) You have designer jeans. G-E-N-E-S. My goodness, Chuckster. And it's. It scared me so badly that I actually, unfortunately, made my first basket on the other team's basket. So I gave the other team two points, and I retired at age 12. I said, I'm done. This is not for me. I I try to tell her, I sucked at basketball in the beginning. And I said, you you just, like, it ain't something you can just walk on the basket. First of all, not just at any sport. Nobody is good at any sport right away. It takes time to develop. And she did not have the patience because I would have worked with her every day on that sky hook. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, shout out. Uh, Bernard King, little jump stop, post-up move. But she didn't have the patience, but she turned into a great student. So I had to go to, I had to dive on that sword about her being a great student and being smart. But it was painful, Ernie. It was painful. I'm not going to lie. Well, it sounds like it was painful for her, too. There was a lot of in the process on both sides it was it created some tension I think but I think ultimately we just decided you know school was more of um my priority and what I was better at and basketball just wasn't just like your dad hey hey I I I prioritized education for a while then I realized I wasn't very good at it I better work on my rebounding and scoring it worked out pretty good for your dad just for the record Christiana well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you, but it wasn't my path. So how did you approach the Chuckster and ask for his daughter's hand? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was there at their house visiting for, I believe it was Christmas or it might have been Easter. And I had a kind of vision in my mind of how this was going to go. And we were going to go out to dinner. And of course, being me, I was waited and saved all of it for the last day. And then out of nowhere, Charles came in and said, hey, I'm actually leaving tonight. He was supposed to leave the next day, but he said, I'm leaving tonight. 
And so I realized that I had to go and do this right now. And I approached uh, Maureen, Christiana's mom, and I said, hey, I want to talk to you. Can you ask Christiana to go to the store so, you know, we have some privacy? Maureen didn't skip a beat. Christiana's in the bathroom. She pulls me into their bedroom, and I had about 30 seconds on the spot to ask for permission, but they were both great about it and very happy for us. Chuckster, what are your recollections of that moment? It don't happen all the time, to be honest with you, Ernie. When it happened, I remember just being really emotional. Uh, I was excited. Uh, number one, I, it was, uh, of course, I said yes, obviously. But I was just excited. And I knew how excited Christiana was going to be uh, more than anything. But, you know, the thing that was scary, though, Ernie, uh, COVID hit after that. So he didn't ask her for a few months. So I was like, uh-oh, maybe he changed his mind. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just really excited. Um, and uh, I cannot wait. You know, obviously you guys been killing me about being emotional and crying and all that other stuff that goes with uh, walking her down the aisle and the father-daughter dance. And uh, so I'm really... Uh, I just I, I was just happy, Ernie. So, Ilya, what did you come up with for your song? For uh, my mother dance song? Yes. It's going to be a Russian song that my mom chose. Okay. So, uh, okay. That's, uh, <laughs> easy that, enough. <laughs> uh, that's easy enough. I like that. We're doing a hybrid band and DJ. So, he actually used to DJ for the Suns. Okay. So I'm really excited about that because I don't love just a live band because there are certain songs that I really prefer the original artist to sing. Um, so it'll be a saxophone, singers, and a DJ, and a band. I got a question. So can you practice, what is it called, the horror dance? Can you, can you practice that, you know, where you're sitting in chairs that are lifted up, or is that like the first time you try that at the wedding, that's it. That is unpracticeable. <laughs> I think it's pretty spontaneous. I think it's going to be the first time we try it. It's going to be at the wedding. Oh. I mean, and I know the bride and groom obviously are seated and lifted into the air, but I also know that there is the option of including uh, other family members. So, um, I mean, have you got like some bodybuilders on? on standby in case they got to lift up Chuck. My, my family's been going to the gym twice a day recently to <laughs> prepare for that. <laughs> Chuck, are you going to do it? I think there's a weight limit. I think it has to be like 250. Uh, 250 is the weight limit, and I'm obviously way above that. So I think that we should not, we should not try that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if you don't want to do it, you don't have to do it. Okay, I don't know. I don't want anybody to get hurt, to be honest. Including my you. <laughs> I don't want you to fall off of the chair or anything. Yeah, that's the main thing. Uh, I, I don't know. We're gonna. It's just gonna be so awesome. Uh, I cannot wait. Uh, it's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be the greatest day in my life. I've had an amazing life, but walking you down the aisle is gonna be the coolest thing ever happened to me in my life, and I just can't wait. It sure is. It's going to be awesome, Chuckster. And guys, we're so happy that you were able to take a little time out of your day and what is a really what a great busy surprise. time. Yeah, to surprise the Chuckster and to legitimately surprise the Chuckster 
you're doing something because he normally has his antenna up pretty good and knows what's happening. But this was nice. It was great to see the look on your face, Chuck and and Ilya and Christiana. We wish you nothing but the best. It's going to be awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks for inviting us. Uh, you're very welcome. I, I'll see you guys this weekend. Yeah, you're coming home on Saturday? Yes. Okay. Ilya will be there Tuesday, so I'll see you on Saturday. Okay, you guys take it easy. Thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks for having us. Love you. Bye, Ernie. Thanks for Thanks, having guys. Me. Love you all, too. <laughs> what a great surprise. That's awesome. Just as, and Ernie, you know, you've done it before, uh, and uh, it's just pretty awesome to to just see the joy uh, on their face. And uh, I can't wait to walk it down the aisle. I know you, like I say, you've done it before. And It was special. You know, I was Eric's best man at his wedding, which was unbelievable. And uh, obviously standing next to uh, next to Maggie and uh, giving her away, man. And it was like the greatest and the worst day of your life all combined into one. And it turns out it's much, it's much greater. It's just, there's just a realization that hits you that it's, man, there's a huge page being turned in this, in this woman's life here. And um, enjoy every second, Chuckster. Cry your eyes out if you have to. It doesn't matter. It's just, it's, it's a special time. Yeah, I'm excited, man. And like I say, I'm not even going to feel bad. I'm going to lose a lot of money if I cry, but that's okay. <laughs> It'll be worth every penny. Easy, easy for me to say. Hey, money well spent. <laughs> We'll be back with more on the Steam Room in just a second. The Steam Room, presented by Tissot. Official watch of the NBA. I like it. I like it. Yeah, boy, it feels nice to, uh, to bring another sponsor on board. That's, Man, that's really good. We, and we have the legendary uh, longtime producer of Inside the NBA, Tim Kiley, standing by. Legendary. We're apparently wearing a hat he slept in. <laughs> what is up with that? It's for Christiana, Chuck. It's the Columbia side. Oh, uh, well, I appreciate that. Looks like you just took that thing out of a suitcase after about 42 years. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it might have made an appearance back in the 80s, but, uh, you know, I figured it was uh, the music's retro, so we might as well come back with it. Yeah, very good. Roar, lion, roar, Chuck. Roar, lion, roar. Chuck, Tissot's our new sponsor, so I have to ask you some questions. You have to learn about Tissot so you can get that free watch. Okay. Where is their headquarters? Think cheese. Well, first of all, if I'm going to think cheese, it ain't in Milwaukee. Uh, no. At, oh, Green Bay, excuse me. <laughs> um, cheese with holes in it. Uh, well. What is cheese with holes in it? Where do they make watches? Is it Paris? You're getting close. Switzerland? There you go. Switzerland, Chuck. Switzerland. Like Swiss cheese. Oh, Swiss cheese. Okay, good call. All right. The founder of the company, Mr. Tissot. Or it's tea so tea so the tea hey man don't you have any culture the tea is solid none the tea the the tea on the end is solid it's tea so i didn't say the tea on the end i'm just telling you if you go listen if you're gonna be bilingual like chuck is it's tea so chuck is bilingual tea so chuck mr tea so's name first name is think of yourself well i was gonna say philippe because that sounds like a good swiss name uh (laughs) 
But now think of yourself. Uh, think of yourself. <laughs> but it won't be Charles. I don't think Charles is a Swiss name. So it's going to be... Charles. I'm trying to think of a, some, a, 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 a hybrid of Charles would be Switzerland. I got to hear this. <laughs> Char Charlet. 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 Charles. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Are you serious? Good gracious. Is his real name Charles for real? Yes. Charles Tissot. So, okay. And that's really interesting. I didn't know Charles was a name in Switzerland. Not going to lie. They call him the Chuckster. <laughs> All right. I'm going to pivot here. That's a TV word. Ernie, this is for both you and Charles. I don't know if you heard this from Giannis earlier this week. Cap, if you've got the tape. What is Matt Velasquez? What is he? He's got a new job now. He's he got a new him. job. Yeah, yeah. He left us. Yeah, his uh, his wife is uh, going to be a doctor, so he was supporting her. Wow, wow! I can't believe. So, he, in the in the Annapolis, so he left us without saying anything. Damn, Matt! <laughs> I thought I thought we were closer than that. First of all, how great is Giannis? Giannis is unbelievable. I love that kid. He's great. The NBA has got a bright future with him as one of the faces. Ernie, how much did it mean when you were a reporter? I know it meant a lot to me when a, when a player would call out your name. You kind of felt like, oh, wow, I, didn't, I had no idea this guy knew who I was. And <laughs> exactly. as long as he did it in a, in a rather complimentary way and not uh, in, instead of that damn so-and-so, you know. So <laughs> it's, it's interesting. I was talking to Cheryl Land the other day because we were watching uh, the movie on, on HBO Max, as a matter of fact, the, Den the new Denzel Washington movie. Uh, I think it's the little things or something like that. Yeah, with uh, Rami Malek and uh, Jared Leto. Yeah, and I and I told her I said I'll still never forget the day that I walked up to Denzel Washington at Staples Center when we were on the road doing a Laker game and introduced myself, and he went, "Man, I watch you every night," and I was like, "Wow, Denzel Washington watches us." That is that's cool. really that's that's pretty amazing. I have no idea. I felt like. Look, I just wanted to go up and say, hey, you know, let me, and, you know, be Joe fanboy for a second and tell him how much I like this work. And it was like, golly, he knew who I was. That's really crazy. Hey, Ernie, let me tell you something. I, I had that moment, That's too. Great. Like, I'm playing in the NBA. One day I was getting ready to check in a game, and Jack Nicholson called my name. You know, he's sitting right <laughs> beside it. And I, I called everybody I knew in the world. Hey, Jack Nicholson knows who I am. It was so cool. Jack, and then... Denzel came up to me one night and said hello. I was I, I was I went up to him, excuse me, and he like knew who I was, and I did the exact same thing. And that was always the most intimidating thing about playing the Lakers. Like Jack Nicholson was right beside the bench. You look over there. There's Denzel. There's Sylvester Stallone. There's Diane Cannon. Frank Robinson was always over there. But man, when you when Jack Nicholson said my name. I don't even remember checking in the game after that. I really, <laughs> I really don't. I was like. You checked in and you checked out. I did. Jack Nicholson <laughs> knows who I am. This is awesome. Uh, Chuck, did you have a reporter you had a relationship with, a close relationship with, a local guy or a beat yeah, writer? Yeah, uh, you know, because you see, like, I was in Philly for eight years, so there was a guy named Mike Bruden who was really good, Bob Ford, uh, Howard Eskin, still a great friend of mine to this day, uh, Michael Barkan. So, you know, if you're in the city for eight years, and I play golf with uh, Eskin even still to this day. You know, in Phoenix, there was a couple guys. Hey, was Yuki Washington doing the news when you were up no, there? No, Yuki, Yuki, Yuki is still a great friend. He, he only did sports back in the day. 
I worked with him in Atlanta before he went to Philly. Now he's a big news guy up there. Are you serious? Yeah, Yuki and I work together. I play golf with Yuki. He's on my list, too, of people who beat me that I, I got to get back soon. And now that I'm back out of my funk, I'm kicking ass and taking names. Ernie, you, okay. you, you're number three or four <laughs> on the list, Ernie. I just want you to know that. Oh, God. Shout out to Yuki Washington, man. One of the best out there, that's for sure. He started out only doing sports. Now he's like the number one news guy in Philly. So he's, he's had an incredible career. Last one for Ernie. Ernie, do you remember, I know I went through it, TV reporters versus the print reporters and how mad the print reporters would get at us for trying to get a microphone in between them. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is something we talked about last week with Dan Levitar. Once a few print reporters started showing up on TV on the sports reporters and everything else, then it was like it opened the floodgates to everybody who was a writer was like, well, if, hey, you know, if there's if there's a chunk of money to be made on this TV side, you know, I'm not above doing that now. But for the longest time, it was this resentment. There was just like, we're the real reporters. We're the ones who do the work. We're the ones who have all the sources. And you guys are just the talking head, pretty boys who show up and do your five minutes of sports on, at six o'clock. Now all hell is broken loose. Yeah, <laughs> you're exactly, you're exactly right. Now there's no room for TV guys on TV because all the newspaper <laughs> reporters are on it. <laughs> well, Chuck, congratulations. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Uh, can't wait. Uh, we're a little over a week out and uh, I'm so excited for her and I can't wait. How good was that surprise, TK, huh? Tremendous. I wish I'd have thought of it, Ernie. So, Cap, hats off, especially the, the hat that's been in the suitcase for four months. <laughs> roar, lion, roar. See you, boys. Later, brother. See you, TK. The legendary Tim Kiley joining us oh here legendary. on the Steam Room, presented by Tissot. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this. Chuck and Ernie in Steam Room. Come and join us in Steam Room. Chuck and Ernie in Steam Room. Leave your towel on in Steam Room. And we welcome you back inside the Steam Room, proudly presented by Tissot, the official watch of the NBA. Uh, again, for you first-time listeners, as you try to pick up the rhythm and the flow of the Steam Room, normally four segments normally a guest thrown in the, in there, a guest or two. Uh, of course, we start with the first of all, we get the legendary Tim Kiley in there, and then we always wrap up the week with Chuck's answering machine, uh, where we're taking just a boatload of calls these days. Folks leaving messages about Chuck's, uh, you know, the song that Chuck should uh, dance with his daughter to at the wedding, and, and really any topic under the sun, 404-987-0330. And if you uh, if you got something on your mind and you think uh, you you have a chance to be heard on the steam room, dial us up. You've reached Charles Barkley. Leave a message, America. Hey, Charles. Questions for you, but also Ernie. Uh, when you guys are doing a doubleheader, I assume you're arriving sometime in the uh, late afternoon. What do you guys eat? What's generally on the menu for a six, seven, eight hour? late afternoon, but certainly evening until the early mornings. Love the uh, steam room. Love you guys on uh, TNT and wish you guys were on every night instead of uh, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's an excellent question, by the way. He wants us to be on all the time. Thanks for the support. Do you want to be on all the time, Chuck? Oh, hell no. No, me either. Well, thank you for the kind words. Thank you for the kind words. Um, well, first of all, I got to be honest with you. Uh, Ernie's the only one there who's in the afternoon, just for the record. 
Uh, me, Kenny, and Shaq show up 45 minutes to an hour before the show. Ernie's already there in the meetings and everything, so I'm not going to get on here and lie to you. As far as the food, we have a list of probably 100 restaurants in Atlanta, and we eat something different all the time. And, you know, Kenny's a vegetarian, so he orders on the whole separate menu. And me and Shaq are all over the place. I get wings sometimes. I get nachos. Uh, I've, every now and then I get a steak. Uh, I'll get ribs sometime. Uh, right now I'm in love with Bar Taco, which is the restaurant here in Atlanta. Shout out to Bar Taco. Love it, the tacos. I'm not going to lie. The duck and the uh, spicy chicken tacos. I've had that three weeks in a row. But to be honest with you, my man, the key is to when, when do you eat? That's the question. We're there from about 7 to 2 in the morning. So you can't eat too early. And you can't eat too late. So really, we got a list of 100 different restaurants, and we all eat something different every week, to be honest with you. A lot of times I'll eat with a crew uh, because they bring in a crew meal, too. And so, and a lot of times that just works out perfectly with my schedule. I said, oh, good. If I can eat here at 530, I'm not going to have to eat anymore. But then, yeah, you'll order some fish tacos, maybe some uh, shrimp and grits from uh, South City Kitchen, which is, yep. a, which is a favorite spot. And uh, it just really depends on on how the day has gone and when you've been able to eat. And but you just don't want to sit there and and pig out till late at night, and then you're then you're cooked. Great question. Yeah, let's go back to the phone. Hey Chuck, my name's Derek, and I have to tell you about what is possibly my biggest regret in life, and how it involves meeting your mother and grandmother. I was a kid in the '90s and a huge Charles Barkley fan. Of course, all my friends were Michael Jordan fans, but not me. I traded every Michael Jordan sports card I had for Charles Barkley cards. It was a terrible financial decision, but that's not my biggest regret. Every summer, my family drove from southern Missouri to Gulf Shores, Alabama for vacation. One year, about 1995 or so, I told my parents I wanted to go to Leeds to find Charles Barkley's house on our way to Gulf Shores. So my dad took the big detour toward Birmingham. We rolled into Leeds in a Buick and stopped at the first gas station we could find and asked for directions to Charles Barkley's house. Lo and behold, somebody pointed us in the right direction, and we pulled up to your childhood home. We knocked on the door, and out came your mother and your grandmother. We spoke for a long time, and they were just the sweetest, and they loved that I was decked out in my number 34 son's jersey. So what's my biggest regret? Your mom was so happy that we had pulled up out of the blue and asked me over and over and over to come inside and see your trophies and memorabilia. I was so nervous and awestruck that I just kept saying no. To this day, being too scared to take her up on her offer is maybe my biggest regret in life. Luckily, I have a framed picture of me in front of your childhood home standing next to your initials, CB, and the wrought iron fence in front of the house. Like I said, I've always been and always will be a huge Charles Barkley fan. I know how much your mother and your grandmother meant to you, and I thought you might like hearing about how it meant so much that they were so nice to young kids who pulled up to their house out of the blue. Wow. Wow. Man, uh, number one, shout out to my mother and grandmother. Rest in peace. Uh, you know, Ernie, uh, when I first started becoming in the limelight, I had to talk to my mother and grandmother about always being nice uh, because people are going to come up and talk to you. You can't be in a bad mood. You can't be having a bad day. This all goes with this. People always said to me, do you get tired of people walking up to you? I said, yeah, I do, but I'm always going to be nice and cordial. Because that goes with it. You don't get to just nitpick the good and the bad. It all goes together. But at the same time, look, everybody's human. We all have 
bad days. Yeah, but Ernie, we all have stuff going on, and and the and the 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 other edge of that sword is that sometimes if somebody blindsides you at the at the gas station on a day when you've just had the most difficult conversation of your life and you're kind of like maybe short and then somebody will say oh yeah i met him one time man he was a jerk think about this ernie that kid kept that picture for a hundred years if my mother and grandmother had been mean or rude to him he would have hated charles barkley for the rest of his life and I never want anybody to have that experience with me. Think about that. That young man, he took the time out of his life to call into our podcast, and he's kept that picture all these years. Like, that's what I want people to think about, any celebrity. Like, that was the only time he was going to meet my mother and grandmother. You think if they had been jerks to him, he would have, number one, kept that picture I tell these jocks all the time, man, when you're famous, it all goes together. I'm so glad my mother and grandmother were nice to him, but all you famous people out there, somebody's going to meet you that one time in life. And listen, of course, there's going to be some jerks or some assholes every now and then. But I tell people, man, 90% of the people who walk up to me just want to say hello and say something nice and kind. (laughs) One story, just to dovetail on that, because, and I'm not going to name the person, but he played on the PGA tour and the tour had stopped in Atlanta for a tournament. And I was out there and I had Maggie with me and Maggie was only about, oh shoot, 10, nine, 10 years old. And she's just tagging along with me. And she said, I want to get some autographs. And so this one player had just finished his round and, and there were a handful of autograph seekers around him. So Maggie went up with her little program and she had a Sharpie and everything ready to go. And she handed it up to him, you know, would you please sign this? And and then handed him the pen. And he said, don't give me a pen. I already got pen. And she was like almost burst into tears. And, And she came back to me and was really quiet the rest of the day. But every year after that day, Anytime golf was on TV and this guy showed up, she said, I hope he finishes last. (laughs) Not going to bring up his name. Tell me the night in the studio. You always have to remember what an impact a moment like that has. And was the same way. When I was a kid, I was at the stadium one day and an old catcher for the Philadelphia Phillies, Clay Delrymple, was playing catch with a teammate and he got finished and he saw me standing near near the backstop and he threw me the ball. And he was my favorite player from that point on. Huh. So, yeah, it, it's those moments. And they, uh, I'm telling you, they weigh a ton. That makes me just love my mother and grandmother more because this kid took the time to call into our podcast. My mother and grandmother had to been mean to him. <laughs> you know, you just never know. Yeah. You just never know. Your mom and grandma were gems, man. That's for sure. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, thank you. There was a lady at the Final Four in the last couple of years. I didn't know she had cancer. And she's just, hey, can I say hello to you? I said, of course you can. I just thought she had a short little buzz cut. She says, I just want to say hello to you. And I want to thank you for making me laugh. And I've been battling cancer. And I said, what? She says, yeah, I've been battling cancer. And I gave her a hug and she started to cry. I says, I said, I want to thank you for telling me that. She didn't have to tell me that. But just that little 
giving her a hug meant just a great deal to her. You just never know when you can brighten somebody's day. It's the power of a moment, Chuckster. It's the power of a moment. Yes, sir. Hey, great talking to you again this week, man. Always a blast. Hey, listen, shout out to Killer Mike, Dr. Fauci. We've had some <laughs> great guests, but shout out to you guys, man. This is my favorite steam room ever. Yeah, Christiana and her fiance, Ilya. Yes. Tying the knot, we wish them the best. And uh, talk at you soon there, Chuckster. Always a pleasure, man. Yes, sir, my brother. <laughs>